Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, the messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Hope everybody having a great weekend. Uh, like I said, um, this COVID-19 have, have us been quarantined for about two months now. So a lot of people are stressed out over this. This um, I was a pandemic hoax. Uh, you already heard my podcast read about pandemic hoax. But this podcast, I'm going to name this podcast, White Cuban Racist towards black folks so-called blacks now white cubans uh, a lot of them cubans in general they are good people i'm not saying they are bad people they're all racist they don't like blacks that's not what i'm saying um like i said um when kasha took um overthrew batista back in 1951 uh, 1959 precisely 59 a lot of those white Cubans didn't like Castro for the simple fact that he used the untouchables of Cuba to overthrow the government. Now, the thing they failed to tell you that Batista have killed over 30,000 Cubans. Most of them were students. That being said, if you know history, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of those white Cubans, there was two exodus out of Cuba, like I told you guys before. The first one was those white upper-class, middle-class Cubans who let the mafioso prefer the Italian mafia in the country in America. So they had a lot. Castro wanted to work with them, but, and Castro too have killed a lot of them. Uh, that was a, there was a lot of opposition. Like I said, any dictator that took, uh, took power usually always kill off the opposition. So that's in every country. It's not only, it's not only secluded to Cuba. It's in every country. Whenever a dictator took over, he's going to hurt somebody. Sometimes he might give you, like Castro, he gave him option, but some of them, they didn't have option. He had to get rid of them. I understand where he's coming from. Sometimes you have to put yourself in somebody's shoes to get exactly where they're coming from. That being said, Castro, like I told you before, Castro was a bastard child. His father was married when they met his mother and they ended up having sex. And, you know, the long, the story goes like this. He was, he become, he raised, he was raised in a plantation, a sugar plantation precisely. You know, sugar was a high commodity back then so still is in some cases uh like um domino's is owned by white cubans so if you don't know that domino um not domino pizza domino sugar so the white cubans they pretty much run south florida particularly miami day county you know florida part of florida a lot of them vote republican go figure now that being said when it when you look at cuba itself as a whole during Batista, black people didn't have no rights. They didn't. Cuba was very illiterate. People don't forget that. Cuba was really illiterate. They couldn't read and write, a lot of those Cubans. So when Castro took over with Sheikh Kavari, his main initiative was to teach the whole country how to read and write. And he achieved that goal within 10 years. He achieved that goal. Within 10, 20 years, he achieved that goal. Now, the second exodus that he threw back, those are the, 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 the bad guys, a lot of them from the prison, he shipped them to America. That was in the 80s. If you watch the Scarface movie, um, you notice a scene where there's a bunch of refugees coming from Cuba and they, they're in the South Beach. So you saw that scene where there those makeshift boats and the, the, the coach guard is running after them, put them in that camp. So that being said, they were... Untouchables, those are criminals that were shipped out from the country. Not all of them, but most of them were. So 
there were two ex uh, Cuban exodus, and the other rest are people that's ex players, you know, ex doctors, you know, doctors, lawyers who left Cuba and come to Florida and other part of this country. Now, Cuban, white Cuban, precisely, they're very prejudiced towards black. And if you watch, uh, what's that lady, the, the the famous singer of Cuba, she liked to sing that song, Guantanamera, Juanina Guan. So I was watching her doc documentary about her life. This is her life story where she had to face a lot of racism growing up in the 30s and the 40s in Cuba. So a lot of those Cubanos like to say, oh, papi, you know, Batista, you know, say, I don't know. But Castro, El Pendejo, I can't, I can't. They hate Castro now. Now, you don't get that from the black Cubans. The black Cubans, they, they will give you a straight answer. They're like, well, Castro wasn't perfect, but he did the best he could for what he had. Now, he, People always say he, he was a communist, Cuba is a communist socialist country. I get all that. Communism and socialism, they're one of the same. Okay, if you, if you study history, you know that they're one of the same. Socialism and capitalism and Marxism are one of the same. They are the same philosophy. So that being said, yes, he came to America. He met with JFK, J.L. Joe Kennedy. And at that time, he wanted to op, you know, work out a deal where you know, Cuba will be ha have most of the say so what goes in that, that place. But I mean, there's a lot of American companies that run Cuba. And Castro was not going for that. So he had to get them out of there. And those Italian mafia, he had to get rid of them too. A lot of them got killed. So what they did was a lot of those white Cubans, they hated Castro so much. So they joined the CIA. You heard about the Bay of, Bay of Pig. So they, they went back. The America sent them back as, you know... They sent them back as a CIA agent to overthrow the Castro regime, and a lot of them got killed in, uh, in that show. In the bear, you're the bear of pigs. A lot of those white Cubanos, they got killed over there, and that hatred still stay with them to this day. They still have that same hatred. Even when Castro passed away a couple of years ago, you see how they was jumping around, butt naked, in South Beach, going buck wild. But you notice that the whole crowd was not. There was no black face in there. There was mostly those white. Cubanos children that was put that was blowing their horn and going buck wild. But you didn't see any so-called Afro. Afro is a hairstyle. I hate that term Afro-Cuban. You're a Cuban. That's it. That's all. Regardless of your skin color tone. Whether it's light, whether you beige color or you brown, dark brown, you're still a Cubano to me. I don't like that that term Afro-Cuban. Or Afro-Latina. Latina is Latin is a language. It's not a culture. It's not a music. I blame the Cubans for bringing that stuff up. They they create that term, Latino music, Latin music. Um, Gloria Estefan, those of us who grew up in South Florida know exactly during the 80s, she quote that term, um, Latin rhythm. So ever since that time, she, that time she um she quote that term back in 85 or 86 when she dropped that hit. With, I think it was um, Rhythm of the Night or something like that. Let the Rhythm Take You Over, something like that. He had that she had that hit, and you know that the hit I'm talking about. So ever since that time, they quote that term Latin music. There's, Latin is a, is a language first and foremost. It's not a, lang it's not a, a music or a culture. It's just a language. So they use that term, I'm Latin music, I'm Latino, whatever. Whatever, Negro, you're confused, Negro. So a lot of those white Cubans, they always talk about Castro this, Castro that, he's a pendejo, a maricón, 
But then I thought about uh, Batista. Batista, oh, Papi Batista, you know, say, no comprende. They. they never talk about Batista. They always emphasize on Castro. Batista was the cause. He, he the one that caused Castro to take over. And they hate Chef Cavalli. Chef Cavalli is Argentinian. He's a medical doctor. That was his profession. They hate Raul Castro's brother. They hate him to the core. So the thing is, they want to take over Cuba. They want to come back to Cuba and do the same shit they were doing before. And I'll tell you before, and those black Cubans, so-called black Cubans and over there, y'all got to be in your A game because the law, now if, you, if they let a lot of those, if, I don't know, if Raul pass away, I don't know who's going to take over so they they trying to get rid of our rule. So if they do get rid of our rule, a lot of those black Cubans gonna suffer. A lot of them gonna suffer because, and there's gonna be an uprising among the people. So look, wait for it. Like I said, they they, they have to put law in place to protect those black population. Because that's why Castro. Because a lot of them was underserved. They didn't get proper education, proper healthcare, proper housing due to discrimination. So when Castro overthrew Batista regime, that's when they was able to get those things. Now you, you may disagree with socialism, I get it. You may disagree with communism, I also get it. But you have to understand during the 30s and the 20s and the 40s and the 50s, because Castro took over in 59. So we can say 57, 50, between 57 and 58, he was working on, on overthrowing the government. Even though Batista had given him a deal because he was a law student, he, he was a Jesuit. Um, you might call him a Jesuit pu- uh, puppet. Some people call him a Jesuit puppet because it, it was a Catholic that put him in power. So I'm not going to go dive in too deep into that. I don't, I don't have all the information to talk about that. But I know he, he studied law in, in the Jesuit school in Cuba, Havana, Havana Cuba. So I know my history, so I'm just going off the top of my head some other thing I retain over the years. But whenever you interact with white Cuban, you always get that vibe from them. You always get that, 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 you get that vibe that they don't like you. And I'm not saying all of them are like that. And I'm not saying that, but I'm just going by the law of average and the law of average proved me right. They have this prejudice was black. And when they come to the state, they'd be at the same, in some cases, they're worse than those white crackers over here in America. They are more racist than the white crackers here. So they come here with the same racial bigotry attitude from Cuba. And when they come here, they were able to transition to white society because they was already classified as Blanco, El Blanco in America. So it was easy for them to transition to what uh, white society in America. Now, the, the poor Cubans that come after them, those group had a harder time integrating into white society in America. They suffer a lot because a lot of them were dark-skinned, brown-skinned Cuban. So when they came in the 80s or the 70s, they allowed them face a lot of discrimination. But the white Cuban, they didn't, have, they didn't have that stuff against them. A lot of them were lawyers, doctors, business owners like the Bacardi family I know you heard about the Bacardi family very well known drink Bacardi is a liquor is an alcohol drink um, they're based in Puerto Rico you have the distillery here in Jacksonville one of the largest in North Florida and you have the Domino Sugar which I just found out during a documentary a couple months ago that they owned by white Cubans so and you know sugars is is a hard uh, crop to grow and it, it cut it does those things it's hard to harvest it 
Cause it's a lot. It's a hard labor to harvest cube uh, to harvest um, um, sugar. It's very hard labor, and a lot of they get a lot of undocumented either Haitians, um, some of them are Cubans that come to the state. They they brought them by boat, mostly by boat, sometimes by airplane, mostly by boat, to work in those um, sugar plantations in South Florida. And in the government of Florida, they had given um, some land. Like the census himself is a Cuban, is yeah, Cuban ancestry. So just like uh, Marco Rubio, he's another dickhead. He's a Cuban uh, national. So I don't like him at all. I don't like him. I don't have nothing personal vendetta against him. Like me, I don't. It's nothing personal. I just don't like his politics and his rhetoric. But that being said, that's Marco Rubio. That's who he is. He's a senator of this um, of Florida. I don't know if he's still if he's going to run for president come come next four years from now. Who knows? But the white Cubans, you always get that vibe. I have them here in my complex. You uh, you always get it's never fail. It's like clockwork. It never fail. They will see you. They will give you that look like white crackers give you, like they never seen a black person before. Like nigga, you seen black people before? Why you give me that look? So they have that hatred, that bigotry. Not all of them are like that. Let me be clear on that. And let me be clear, I'm not saying all white Cubans are bigots or racist. No. I met some white Cubans that's very cool, very chill, very laid back. And they tell the truth. They're like, listen, Papi, you know, Castro wasn't my favorite, but, you know, he did the right thing. He, you know, he did the white kid from what he had. But the rest of them, they say, oh, Castro is a pandemic. I don't want to talk about it. And they get really, they turn red. They, when you talk about Castro, they turn really red. But on the flip side, when you say, what about Batista? It's like a pin drop. They stop talking. They're like, oh. Because they don't know American, like, they don't know you know about Batista. So when you say, what about Papi? What about Batista? Ah, Papi, you no say, no comprende. Come on now, talk to me. Talk to me now. You talk all this Castro nonsense. What about Batista? He was the one that caused Castro to took over. Now, if you had done right by the people, I guarantee you, Castro would have been doing other things. He'd probably be a lawyer. He would not be running for, um, for office. But he didn't take care of the people. And that's why Castro had to take over and over to his government. As a matter of fact, he did give Castro a position in his um, cabinet. Castro didn't take it. Because Castro knew that if he had taken it, he would have been in the same boat as him. They would have overthrown him too. So he didn't want to be part, he didn't want to partake in his regime. So he, he refused the offer. So save me the, 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 the nonsense when you those white Cubans. They are racist as hell, majority of them are, and they all vote Republican. You have some that vote Democratic, but right now, you know, it's election year, they all want to vote for Trump. Yeah, most of them, I'll say, I'll say 75% of them are going to vote for Trump, maybe 80%. So, like I said, save me the, 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 the buffoonery that you like black people. And they come to this country, the same black people you hate so much, they don't want to vote for those laws and die for those laws. You didn't die for those laws. They died for it. Their forefathers died for it. Now you come to America trying to shit on them, shame on you. That's the hypocrisy with those white Cubans. They were talking about Castro is this, Castro is that, but they come to America, they, they did the same exact thing in America. They have the same bigotry and biases in, in, in here in America. You know, they teach that same thing to their children. Oh, no, Los Morenos, no Morenos. I'm not black, I'm El Maroon. I'm maroon, I'm not black. I'm brown. Just stop with this Moreno bull crap. So they always like preach this boy. And when they say it, they say it in a negative tone. They don't say it in a positive. 
And I told people, here's a hint for people who don't speak Spanish. Whenever you, a person of color around Spanish-speaking people and they refer to as Negro or Negra or Moreno, that's very degrading. They're being very disrespectful to you. You have to check, make their ass right there. That's why I'm I, I very adamant about you guys learning Spanish. Not for the for the uh, Cuban or for anybody for Puerto Rican. Most Puerto Rican don't speak Spanish anyway. So I'm just saying, learn the language. But when they, if they refer to an object, they're not being racist. But whenever they call you Moreno, Negro, Negra, that's very disrespectful. You don't let them use those terms around you. Now, if they're referring to an object, let them talk about the object. But when they refer to you as a person, you have to check them. Say, no, papi, no, no, bueno, no, no, no. No Breno, papi, no Breno. No Moreno over here. No Moreno over here. I'm not black, bro. I'm not black. So that being said, that's what you got to look out for in South Florida. Those of us who reside in Florida already know what time it is. Central Florida. You do. And there's a lot of racist Cuban cops in the police force also. That's another thing I wanted to touch on. You got to look out for them. A lot of them, they use excessive force when they're dealing with people of color. And they're all Cubans. And we're talking about Florida. We're not talking about the other states. I'm not talking about Georgia, Alabama. We're primarily talking about Central Florida and South Florida. You have a lot of white Cubans in this police force. Some of them are state troopers. Some of them are regular police. Um, they, and not all of them are like that, but I'm going by the love average. They, sometimes they, they just are as bad as those crackers. So that being said, that's my take on, on white Cuban races. Uh, racist uh, towards black people in America. So it's a beautiful culture. Like I said, when you go to Cuba, you got to be, young, especially of people of color, don't think that that racism only in America. They practice it just as well in Cuba. Don't be fooled. Those of us who travel to Cuba a lot, uh, those of us who've never been to Cuba, if you plan to go to Cuba, let me put you on game. They still practice that racism. You know, you wanna, if you're a celebrity, you may not see it off top, but if you're a regular person that goes there, as a, as a you know, regular citizen that goes there to Cuba to visit, you will see it as you walk around the streets. You'll see it in different towns. Havana, you will see it in Havana. I don't know about Santiago. Maybe Santiago is the same way. But Havana, the capital, you'll see the, the, you know, the whites over there in the nice houses, the blacks in the little shank and the little housing, uh, housing project. You will see it broad daylight. So that being said, be on code. Love thyself, honor your, pa- your parents, and you guys have a great day and a great weekend. One love.